0: We're in a very, very interesting time So I thought we'd have Christmas lunch early today I want to serve up <coughs> Actually, I don't want to serve up a turkey uh, <laughs> But something, something that we can really chew on Something that's very, very concrete But something the Lord's been speaking uh, uh, to me Especially of late And today, uh, for Marissa's benefit We're going to call it Combining the prophetic with the spirit of faith um, And so she always Monday What do you want to call that one? I, mean, I don't know uh, <coughs> And so then I will not even speak on. <laughs> I move on quick. So um, it's really, really important because if you if the prophetic is makes life exciting, it is the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We need to hear from God. And, and and that being said, there is a lot of gifted prophetic people that see so many things, but they still can't get them to manifest like they would like also as well is that I have probably the Lord taught me a whole bunch of things in my 20s around the spirit of faith. I believe and therefore I spoke in the same spirit of faith. We minister. Now, if you go right down that road of the spirit of faith, what happens is you can actually just forget about the spirit that's within faith and just go into, go into a, a, a very mechanical, very robotic modalities. And in, 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 technically speaking, you could just stand in a still space and just confess God's Word for however long will take until the kaikuya kooch grass starts to wrap around your leg and goes up your thigh for how many days or weeks or months? And technically speaking, that probably would work. But most people get a spiritual heart attack before anything changes. Because uh, um, I know that the spirit of faith can be very confronting for Australians more so than Americans for a number of reasons. But it says the just should live by faith. We need to know everything there is to know about faith. So what I want to do is I just want to frame uh, uh, things up foundationally because if we can, if we can give if we can identify phenomena and actually be able to bring it in a very, very focused point, say, oh that's actually okay, I can do that. And so always we're going to frame things up through God's own word, his own logos. And so Jesus was doing these amazing things and he's he's teaching the things of the kingdom of heaven. And so we see in John chapter 6, verses 22 to uh, 27 to 29. Let's put it there. Do not labor, pause and meditate, for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you. So don't, don't work for the everlasting food, okay? Because God the Father has set a seal on him. Then, when they said to him, and "This is a, this is a decent question," because they're seeing Jesus, he's he's it's clear that he's come from another dimension. He's come from another dimension. He's never ever pressured, you know. Uh, uh, um, uh, I reckon he was at more distress when he was thirsty at the well. Or I think I think there's more distress then when then he was getting grilled by lawyers and Pharisees and scribes. Okay. And so they go, this guy's different. This guy's clearly, you know, like he'd come from a heavenly dimension. So they said, we wanna know what the works are. What, what are the works? We, we're, we're gonna ask you a concrete question, Lord. Show us what the works are. They said to Him, what shall we do that, and I think this is a good question, that we may, it was almost like they're saying, Lord, explain it to me like I'm five, okay? What are the works that we shall, we shall, uh, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And then Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God, that you may believe Him whom He sent. So in other words, believe in Jesus. And isn't that amazing that here you have the work of God is to believe in Jesus. These are Jesus' own words. But what that does, that actually doesn't make sense to the Western mind. Because what we're gonna do is in regards to believing or waiting on God, what we tend to do is that when you wait, you wait in a doctor's surgery. You wait at a bus stop. You know, you, you, you wait at the dentist. That's, all, that's, a, that's, that's, like, that's like waiting for judgment, okay? So <clears throat> that's a little bit different. And what, what Jesus actually says that with, with believing or waiting on God, or but we wanna put emphasis on believing, is that believing is not passive. You are, not, you are not waiting for something to happen. Believing is actually not just a bedrock that, that, that we build our life on, but it's a fountainhead where everything comes out of. So believing God actually informs our action. It actually informs our speech. And so what we do is we, we believe in the Word and it says faith without works is dead. But at the end of the day, It's we don't wanna get caught in dead works. It's very, very easy to do things we don't believe just out of habit. And we need to make sure why are we doing what we are doing? I think that I am completely convinced that what I'm doing, I'm meant to be doing. However, is the modality that we, how we do church, is that the best way? I I think, I think the way we're doing it now is only one way. I think there needs to, be, needs to be stronger gatherings in homes. I think we need to see uh, um, healings, not just manifest through the healing rooms or through staff, but we see healings everywhere all the time. And there's a lot more of a discourse, a dialogue, a dialectic, all that sort of thing. But I am convinced what we're doing right now is what we're meant to be doing. Everything I do is informed by my faith. So basically Jesus is saying, this is the work now. I think that rather than just saying believe in the Lord, I believe it comes down to this. The work is actually getting God's Word, God's ways, God's will, what He's revealed. The work is getting it on the inside of us. That's the work. Because that's the hardest part. Because once you've got it on the inside of you, it actually says, we just have to speak. And Jesus picks, you can speak to the mountain and it will move. And so that's actually, when we start to realise that's really where the work is, is actually getting the Word off of the pages or off of the, you know, make the vision clear, write it down on a tablet, you know. And so you've got to get it off of the page and get it on the inside, Now, theology, Bible knowledge and doctrines, fine. But it isn't if it's not in your heart. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. That's actually the work. Because when you think about it, is that there's, I heard someone teaching on this once. uh, There's some things that really moves heaven. Purity moves heaven. When you see little kids praying by faith or kids worshipping, there's innocence. It's not just innocence, it's purity. Purity moves heaven. But i tell you what moves heaven like nothing else is faith. And we need to know everything. If we're meant to live that way, we need to know everything about it and the nuances and how to lay a hold of it. This is why we're going to have our, our Christmas lunch early. And And what you have here... Uh, we we have a just God making a, a a just God making this declaration in the book of Hebrews, eleven verse six. If we can put that up, but without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, if you were any, if you were ever in any doubt, that. It was possible to please the Lord outside of faith. Here, we can, we can take care of that one right now. And so what you have, it would be totally unjust for God to make this statement unless He gave us the means and the pathway to actually develop and walk and grow and live in faith. It would be unjust of Him. So what, all of a sudden people are going, huh? like this. I can feel the oxygen's being sucked out of the room. It's just like, 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 it, it's, like seriously, it's almost like this. Faith is the, is the Australian F word. Seriously. Because you see, what we want to do here this is really important. You get people who do nothing and they go, I'm stepping out in faith and then they faith plant. Okay. We've seen that. That's not Faith. We've got to make sure, see what we're making, rightly dividing, is actually making sure that we're not living in a presumption. Okay? Because I, one of the things is this, is faith comes from the Lord. In fact, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. I believe that. I know that. I've experienced that. But I tell you what, you can't be personally faithless and grow in faith. There actually requires something on our end for faith to actually be cultivated within the inner world of the believer and so this is exciting because if you get clearly shown the way to go about it what happens is that we should become this is amazing these are keys this is this is something that's completely life-changing remember God manifested so Israel could see him you remember how God manifested and it didn't change their hearts so the Lord said, that clearly didn't work. Now what we're going to do is we are going to invade the heart of the believer through the Word. And remember this, signs and wonders only confirm the Word. I want signs and wonders, I want... No, no, it only confirms the Word. <gasps> and so, so we, we, we can't always be looking for the spectacular and miss the supernatural. The supernatural is engaged and cultivated in daily micro-decisions, that's really where it, that's really where it's at. People, were, ah, I didn't, you know, uh, 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 and so sometimes when we hear stuff on faith, and it's a bit like, oh, I like the prophetic, you know, and that's fine, right? But it's almost like you look at the word and go, where else are we going to go? This has got the words of eternal life. You start to go, okay, well, this is this is the way we've got to go down this pathway. So, i I think that i per, my personal conviction <clears throat> is that. We're going to go. We're going to do, do a spectrum here, almost exclusive to exclusive. right? is the way the kingdom of God can manifest, the kingdom of heaven can manifest on the earth, is connected to God's people's faith. Can someone say Amen? If we're believing the wrong stuff, if we're thinking the wrong stuff, if we're unbelief, if we're caught in dead religion, dead works. You know, it's very easy to divorce the biblical narrative away from faith. So Jesus said, they go, when are you gonna restore the kingdom of Israel?" Uh, kingdom to, to Israel? And the Lord goes, I'm not, I'm not going there, whatever the Father's put in His authority. He says, but you're gonna to go to Jerusalem, you're gonna wait on me and power will come upon you and then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And so what happens is that we go 120 people, 10 days, right? That's a lot of people to be hanging out for a long time. But we think in our, uh, we, need a, we, need a, we need a fertile imagination. Did they just go in the upper room and like they're waiting for a bus at a bus stop? And remember this, Jesus didn't say on the 10th day, on the 10th day of Pentecost, you know. <clears throat> he didn't say that. He just says you're going to wait. Can you imagine? Can you imagine day nine? <laughs> hmm. Wouldn't it be interesting if we understood the inner world that 120 people it took ten days for them to come into agreement, it says they're in one accord, and that word "one accord" is unique to the Book of Acts mostly. Okay, so you've got you've got unity, one accord, and oneness. So it's one accord, and the Spirit of God manifested. On the day of Pentecost. Now, I believe, you know, they think, well, surely it's going to manifest in Pentecost. <clears throat> but the, I believe that, in a world, it took ten days. Remember, in God's economy, it's very, 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 very specific, especially with numbers. It's not, it's not, it's not random. And so, so ten days for them to actually believe. Isn't that interesting? Do you think they will just sit there and like, like a soccer meeting? do you think they were getting Scriptures and going, okay, okay. Uh, Jesus came to fulfil all the law and the prophets. What do the prophets have to say about this? You know, did, did, did Peter just supernaturally preach about the book of Joel and, and, and God's Spirit being poured out and manifesting in signs, visions and different things? Or would he have been engaging that at the same time? We don't know. We don't know. But, I, but, but, but what's exciting is this, is that God sees you and I Right, remember it says servants don't remain or slaves don't remain in the house forever, but sons remain forever. You are a genuine indispensable part and partner of the kingdom of heaven on this earth to manifest. You and I are. And this is why what's at the end of this isn't just sort of our own personal well-being. We've got to get away from survival mentality. There's no glory in survival mentality. That's a reflex. You baptise someone in water and forget to bring them back up. Survival mentality kicks in. You, you know how strong those neck muscles are there 's no glory in that that 's a reflex. so we have to get past the slave mentality of what 's in it for me and the survival and I just want to we 've got to see how our faith is a key part in manifesting and Jesus as he, he, more than one time he said, "Let it be according to your faith, and some people had built in that dimension like the centurion and other people more than others <clears throat> so And this is why we have Luke 17, 20 to 21. He said, The kingdom of God God does not come with external observation, nor will they say here it is or there it is, for the kingdom of God is within you. So remember, for God to say it's impossible to please Him outside of faith, it would be unjust for Him, unjust for Him to actually not give us the means for us to grow in our faith. And faith is, is simple, yet it's nuanced. So let's have a look at the very, very, very well known Romans chapter 10. It says here, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I, I find it interesting here, it says hearing twice, okay? And you go, what? I said hearing, okay. So it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But this is where it gets interesting. We go, well, I've got to read my Bible. Yeah, amen. But the Word here, for, uh, 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 the Word of God, hearing by the Word of God is rema or rhema, where it's the spoken word, quickened specific word. You could say He'll guide you with His eye. He will reveal things through riddles, enigmas, dreams and visions. The huios, mature sons of God, according to Romans 8, are led by the Spirit of God. We, there is always going to be a prophetic component in the life of every believer because God is Spirit and He's trying to get it through to us. Even if He's leading you through, through His peace or guiding you with His eye, there's always that. So what you have is you go, faith comes by hearing and hearing by that quickened Rima word. And you see, uh, what's interesting is that God said to, I love that the, the, there's a really, really good dichotomy here or a juxtaposition almost, is God says clearly to Joshua, now God manifested uh, uh, in the tabernacle to Moses and Joshua would, would be his <laughs> assistant and he would be there and then Moses would go back and be the messenger and tell the people, right? And Joshua would hang back in the presence of God. Said so he would linger. And, and so now uh, the Lord said to, to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now take these people, he said, take them and you're gonna possess the land I have given you and the land I am giving you. That's a Remah. That's God speaking very, very clearly. But what's really interesting, God said, the next instruction was knowing that Joshua was going to have to hear from God all the time. All right, I mean, you know, uh, I I, I, I would have said this illuminate. We do gotta, we have to lift the bar. We have to, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm, soul winning is powerful, but we've dropped the bar that, 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 on believers. People just have to just confess Jesus and be saved and great, you've got a free gift. The bars become so low, guys. You know, these people in the inferior covenant, when David needed an answer from the Lord, whether to go to the high priest or, or, or whatever means, he would not move until he would get the Word of the Lord. These people knew what it was to get the Word of the Lord. If you didn't, a whole nation's future was, was hinged on the outcome of hearing from God. Was there something we've just got? Oh, you know, hearing from God is just for prophets or spiritual people. No, 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 no! It's got to be our baseline, hearing from God. So God says, Joshua, you're going to have to. And, and remember, did pretty well with Jericho, very specific. And the next one, I AI. <laughs> <laughs> The next one is that they just sort of like, well, this is nothing compared to Jericho. We got this. <laughs> next minute, all right. Famous last words. So, so, so Joshua was, was hit and miss. Ultimately, he did well. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and so on and so forth. But what happens, God, knowing that Joshua had to get the Word of the Lord consistently, consistently, all right. And he said, he said Joshua, here's the deal this book of the law, the Torah, you're gonna to have to completely be in it the whole time. You're gonna to have to be in it the whole time. I want it to be in front of you. I want you to continually speak it. You are going to ha- This Word is gonna to have to, you're gonna hold it in front of you until it's gonna inv- invade every eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate, brain gate, whatever, through osmosis, lay a hold of you. And He said, and then once you've done that, it's gonna be great. You're gonna have great success. And so so when we want to set ourselves up for Rima, which is where that, whoosh, that quickened Word is, we load up on the Logos. It's easy to hear from God if you're living in the Word. I would say most of my uh, directions uh, in life come out of the Word, where it gets quickened to me, quickened to me, and you can't go wrong. And so, but then you've got, then you've got, but, but the, then you've got the Rima in and of itself, You've got uh, Abraham, you know, and I'll go. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on this, how God's such a genius. I'll go a little bit more later. But you know what? I'm gonna, we're gonna touch on some heart issues today. And before anyone us act like we were born virtuous, let me just put all those doubts to rest. The thing that speaks the loudest to us on a base creature level isn't need. Because there are things you need that you don't know you need, but God knows you need. It's felt need, felt need. And then what happens when we come before the Lord, we don't know, is it, is, is, is it does God God want me to have this? Am I meant to, what, you know, you start questioning the Lord like Scooby-Doo, you know, and does He want me to have this? You know, and like, <laughs> random. And so, <laughs> I just heard it and <laughs> I'm just the messenger. Uh, and so does He want me to, have, like, we start getting to all that. But this is this is really really cool. This is where God is He's our Father. And He knows what we think before we think it. So Abraham, he he's he got a bit going for him. He's, he's wealthy, right? But the elephant in the room is he doesn't have an heir. Right? He he doesn't have a son, right? And it's sort of like so that's burning inside of him, you know? Abram, father. Hey, going, Father. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of which, where is the? Uh, don't worry about it. It's on the way. You know, God calls him out. He does his partial obedience. Takes his dad with him and delays, the, delays his, his journey and whatnot. But what you have is this: is that God will speak to Abra- Abraham, uh, Abram, then Abraham speaks to him on many different occasions, and 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 in lieu of having the Torah, before that, God says, "Look at the stars." That's how many kids you're going to have. Look at the sand. That's how many kids you're going to have. So God spoke to him through Rima, through Rima. But this is where it's amazing is this. Is that? don't worry about your felt need at this stage because God's into it. Because what happens, he hits the win-win. Did you know that God really wanted Abraham to have a physical heir? But more than that, he wanted in the process, Abraham to believe so it was accredited to him as righteousness, so Abraham's not walking around going, whoa, I really want to be called righteous. I really, you know, righteous, you know, like the, uh, <laughs> like crush. Uh, <laughs> he's not thinking like that. He's thinking a kid. So what happens is God's so amazing, He can take your dimension of felt need and if it's properly submitted into the, <clears throat> the grace of God, you get everything. Who knows that's good? Because it was he believed God, it was accredited for righteousness. So... <clears throat> Uh, Jacob he uh, 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 you know he worked for his uh, father-in-law <laughs> for 20 years Laban and uh, he 20 years of hard labor and basically is that his wages were changed 10 times and God gave him a dream of spotted speckled and i think uh, brown livestock God gave him a dream so what he then did is that the, all the spotted, speckled and brown were removed. Three days journey. Laban had all his it over here. Uh, Jacob had all the, all the plain ones with him. And they'd struck a deal that with, with uh, uh, um, Jacob said, I will keep all the spotted and speckled that for, are born from now on. So Laban goes, this guy has just cut the worst deal because I'm gonna take all the spotted and speckled and I'm gonna move them away and he's gonna only have plain but when what happens, because God spoke through a, reamer, uh, through a dream in the form of a reamer, right? Or vice versa, should I say, is this, is he saw the healthy, that the robust livestock was spotted and speckled. So he gets these poplar tree rods and he puts them in front of where they'd drink and they'd conceive. So you go, so he was actually engaging with the Rema by the information he had. And he started to see, he started to see spotted and speckled. Then you have Zerubbabel, he gets gets the uh, the Word of the Lord to to go back and to be in charge of, uh, on the civic level, be in charge as governor of rebuilding the temple. And people got overcome, overcome with fatigue and distraction and idolatry. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's not like he was just believing for his his own thing. He was in charge of a massive rebuild. And the Word of the Lord came to him, it will not be by mind. It will not be by Power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, and you will say, you will say, Who are you, O mountain? But the Zerabbul shall put the capstone on this temple with shouts of grace, grace. So we see here is that wisdom not was faith comes through the quick and spoken Rema. So every time God speaks to you, you get a dream or a vision or a direction or a leading, it's Him speaking, not like, yeah. But then if you wanted to go on turbo, live. In the Logos. Live in the Logos. And so all I'm speaking is, 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 is biblical. That's all it, That's all it is. Because we've got to make sure whatever, what, I don't know how much is going to be left, by the way. I don't know how much is going to be left. we have got to take Australian culture and we've got to put it through a biblical filter and then see what we got left. <laughs> how much will be left? <laughs> and so, well, that's true. That's how you have to see it. You go, you go, you go, is Australia have, are we trading off previous generation of blessings and traded it in for a pot of stew <laughs> and idolatry? And we're wondering, we've got to, we got to we, 2020 we just rolled over and said, scratch our tummy please, whoever. <laughs> and so there, 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 is, there, is, there is just so much going on. And so we have gotta work out what is whatever your culture is, does how much of this fits through a biblical filter? Because we've probably, there's a chance, anecdotally, probably the most prosperous generation of all time. What do we do with it? And so this is why we're going down this biblical pathway because if you want biblical results, you have gotta take everything you think, say, do or believe, put it through the biblical filter, see what you have left because whatever's left, you can manifest miraculously. So I want to talk a little bit about Abraham for a second because he got Rema. Romans 4, 17 to 22 gives us a really, really good, quick, compact, spiritual narrative that has mechanics in it. "As, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. Now, God who gives life to the dead, and this is what I like. This is what, this is what, this last part here, when you lay a hold of the spirit of faith, you will start to do this. And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And that's where God wants us in Australia, in South Australia, to be calling those things that don't exist as though they exist. But we know they actually do exist. You can't think of anything that God hasn't already done. So this is what's exciting because God is bringing us to a place we can speak things into manifestation. So, next one, please who, contrary to hope, in hope believed. So I'm sure Abraham had days where his servants and, and his neighbours, they had gaggle of kids. And he's getting older and older. And, and, and that, that ageing process would have spoken to him, would have communicated to him. It's been years. It's been years, Abraham, Years. And God's manifested to you, but you still don't have an heir and you're getting older. Sarah's getting older. It would have spoken. So it actually says, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a 100 years old. Now, can you imagine you're a 100 years old? You know, not only... Do you, who's a hundred and wants kids? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Lots of help. <laughs> and the deadness of Sarah's womb. This is the key. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. How? This is why we say praise is the language of faith. If you can praise God for what, Jesus gave us the mechanics. Whatever things you ask for when you pray, you must believe you've received them. You must believe that you are positioned in an invisible but real kingdom, superior, transcendent, but invisible kingdom. And you must believe you've received it. So then what happens, because you can't see it or necessarily feel it at the time, you praise God that you have. And here it says, it says, he didn't waver in faith at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. This is why we have to live a life of praise. I love this one. And being fully convinced that what God had promised, He was also able able to perform. What will it take for people to get fully convinced? Whatever it takes. Do you know what? I feel sorry for, for some of you people who say you're smart. Because smart people or educated people take a lot more effort to convince it's actually a handicap. They have to be that much more diligent because they've got counter arguments that don't bear up under. But what happens, it says, you be careful what you listen to for it to be multiplied back to you. So a lot of people have built up knowledge that really is theory and hasn't been borne out or proven. And it says we have to be, be fully convinced. So if someone goes, yeah, yeah, I think I'm a pretty smart person. Wow. You know, like, like, like I think cognitive intellect is an asset, but it's not of the highest order. It's actually God looks at the heart. He looks at the heart. So he was fully convinced, let's put that back up, that what God had promised he was also able to perform. Yep. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So he gave glory to God. Praise is the language of faith. And, <clears throat> and, and so we, we've, we've been talking about without faith, it's impossible to please God. So just get over it. Okay, get over it. And you're going, wow, this is, this is, you know, This is an amazing challenge. we got to go, how much in our life or Australian culture can we fit through the biblical uh, uh, um, filter or lens or whatever? And what do we have left? And then we see that faith comes by hearing through the the quickened Word. That's how faith comes, this is what it says. comes through the quickened Word. But if you're living in the Logos, you're gonna get quickened Word all the time, like this, like this. And the thing about faith is, faith says you already have what you've asked for. Faith says you already have what you say. This is, this is the thing, it's, it's not a future thing. It's a, we need to understand how that works. So, you know, one of uh, multiple examples, obviously. <clears throat> and there's, there's a, a, a litany of smaller examples. But never forget, the word of the Lord came to me I will give you your own law firm. And I was like, oh. And my wife was oh, <clears throat> and she knew that 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 she would be doing all the work. So anyway, <clears throat> and so it was it was so quickened to me. So we, we went on our started to engage that space, and it was supernatural. We had supernatural favor with employees. It was it was crazy. The law firm was doing great. We were uh, in a rented office, and things were ticking along. Then what happened was this is that then the business dried up very supernaturally. What we're talking, there was a a number of clients that didn't cancel, they just didn't turn up or ring or return calls, I think some canceled. And it was clearly supernatural. It was clearly supernatural. So now we're in, so when you're in business, if you're not engaging turnover, your overheads eat into your equity. So, so, you know, tick, tock, tick, tock. And, and so it was like, I remember about a week and a week and a half, and, and Rachel's at the coal face because she can see, she goes, what, what do you think's going on? And this is, this is the first time we'd been in business together. And I'm like, and I went, well, it's, it's just a demon. It's just a demon. So what happened was, is that I was the one that got the Word and I got the Reema. So this is what I did, is that she, I said, give, give me three days. Three days, this is, this is completely, if you can take this story and reproduce it, it, it's real and it works. So I said, give me three days. So the first day, all I did was thank God that he'd spoken to us about a law firm. That's what I did. And thanked him that he'd blessed it. So I didn't pray. I didn't bind any devils, right? See, when you believe something, it is like it is like a million megatons landing on an ant. Because what happens is that God invading through the realm of faith, it's not, it's not fair. You know, it looks like red, the Red Sea parting. It looks like opening the heavens with physical food. It looks like manifesting on a mountain. It looks like, like raising the dead. It looks like mass resurrection post-crucifixion. Uh, okay. It, it, you know, you know you heard, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a cute story. It's a semantic, but it's, it bears out a level of validity. It's a good thing. That Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Otherwise, if He just said, come forth, there would be a premature resurrection of the dead. You've got to see it like that. You've got to see that. So for example, is faith finds the light switch and just goes flick, but doesn't have to provide the electricity. Electricity's already there, waiting for the lights to turn on, waiting for you know the power to come through. But, but, but it's that it's that faith. So I praise God. Day, day one, four hours praising God. Lord, you're so good. Thank you. All I did was praise Him. I focus on His promise. The reamer was quickening to me. Now now I'm actually fighting the fight of faith. Now I'm actually contending. A demon tried to come in and and just shut it down. Said no, Lord, You've spoken. Day two, I did the same, but maybe only two and a half, three hours. Okay. I felt nothing. I didn't feel any anointing. I didn't feel, oh, like this. I just, see, when we come into a place of believing, it actually transcends emotional instability. It's actually a station. You're not sort of up and down, like this. You either heard from God or you didn't, and we heard from God. And then, so day one, day two, day three, I'm one hour, one hour into praising God. And I literally, you've. (sighs) This is a common picture and sort of supernatural quantum books or or prophetic books. It's like the wall disappeared in front of me and a big hole opened up and I saw into the heavenly dimension. So day three, all I was, thank God. Remember, I was fully convinced that what God had said He was able to perform and I wasn't weakened, but I was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. I've learned to thank God for things He said that I have. I've learned to do that, that's faith. And it's like, this has to break the culture in Australia of sarcasm, of when you've got a really tall mate, six foot six, you call him shorty. We change everything. We're sort of like secret rebels, we think it's really cool, but then our hearts are breaking. That's, that, that is not a heavenly culture. And, and you have to believe what you say. People who lie will never get significant breakthrough in their life because their heart believes nothing they say. Your heart keeps a record of everything you take in. And if there's a compromise in the conscience, your heart takes a record of that. So I was learned to thank God and day three, I could see into this dimension and I could see me and my wife standing, it was quite funny, we we're just sort of standing like this, like you see like a little man and woman on a wedding cake. You know, it was exactly what it was. I'm like, looking at this. And I could see, I could see a glory dimension of provision. This is what God provides, and we don't flip, and we're not always squeezing the lemon. Oh, you know, we're gonna. There'll be a time. Listen, listen, listen. There'll be a time when we will talk about finance when God speaks to us on a a, a prophetic, directed, uh, spirit-directed level. But we carry provision. Who wants to carry provision? Guess what we carry. So this is where. This is where it happens. It doesn't happen in public. It's not persuasive. I, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than busting everyone's chops every week to give. It me nuts. No more than you going to work and at the end of the week doing an offering, talk to your boss. Please, sir, can I have some more? You know, like you either carry it or you don't. And that's why God says do it in a secret place. So I saw this provision in the glory. I saw it and I ring my wife. I go, we've got it. He didn't even speak to us about the law firm. It was just like, like I, I, and then the next week the business exploded. Now, here's something very interesting. Wow, what a breakthrough. Did you know, up then, and, uh, other than up until recently, so this would have been six years ago, did you know that I would, have to, I would have to do three days of seeking the Lord maybe every four to six months? Because we're in a war. Some people go, "Oh, what a great story!" You never, no, 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 no. Demons would just try and come in. Remember, God was saying to Abram, "I want you to make a sacrifice," but he had to fight off the, the vultures or the birds of prey. See, don't see it as a cookie cutter cartoon. We are fighting the fight of faith. The enemy, the enemy, he's not fussed if you go to church or raise your hands. I'll be honest, he's terrified you'll believe, you'll actually believe. He's terrified. The minute you believe, it's all over. You just have to speak it. In the in the interim. If you're trying to, if you're that guy, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, you're not hedging the bets. Right? In the interim, every time you speak, it's going into your heart, your heart's listening. And then all your corresponding action is lining up with your confession. So I had to do this probably for about three years, maybe three times a year. That was our marketing budget. Me three days with the Lord. No, 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 this is real. People go, what, <laughs> what do you guys do for marketing? You seem to be doing all right. I'm a husband, Praise. <laughs> Now, I want to drill down on this a bit. I saw a hole in the matrix. I actually saw where me and my wife really were. You know, on the inside of you, you're sitting in a heavenly dimension where you've got everything already. And my praising God just lined up enough with His faithfulness to land in my heart. The second it was in my heart, it manifested. That's it. That's it. And I did it through praising God. This is why things like Tabernacle of David, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get the in-gathering of the Gentiles without it, okay? You've gotta get God's people praising Him. What, why do you think they went after that in 2020? We must shut down churches everywhere. Or you can get back together, but you can't sing. Because singing in faith and proclaiming it, singing is more fun than confessing. We're going to make sure we're not singing unbelief rubbish. Okay? That we go into beggar's mode. But what happens is you start to, you know, like this, and, and God, God, you, once your heart believes, it's all over. The enemy's terrified people will believe. Who's encouraged? Come on. Because I tell you what, but we, think of it like exactly what I said. You've got the light switch, right? And faith just finds it. That's it. Don't, don't worry how God's gonna do it. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit. It's called an innumerable company of angels. It's called dunamis, through exousia, manifesting kratos, okay? This is what's so cool. And this is why, Je- Jesus, show us the work to do. The work is to believe. That's the work. And then because once you've established that you believe, now let your life correspond with your words, your inner world. That's what what integrity means. You're the same in every dimension. You're integrated. So he gave glory to God and was strengthened. So you go, okay, all right, what does this look like? I'm glad you asked, right? Now, I used to listen to a guy called Derek Prince a lot. And he was uh, uh, educated in, I think he, um, PhD in philosophy, Cambridge or Oxford, I can't remember. And he he preached. He had the, the tone of an accountant. But boy, did he have authority. He had authority. Hey, did any, was anyone in the Sturt Street meeting when he ministered there? Was anyone in Sturt Street? You see him. you were in, oh, come on. So he just starts, he starts just addressing the enemy at the beginning of the meeting. I'm gonna open in prayer now, saints. And like this, when you hear this, like this, it's like, turn the volume up. Uh, and so, That's back in the days when people used to video and there wasn't such a litigious society. And you've got a a big Channel 9 camera. Sorry, Christina, get healed, healed. Okay, sorry. I do it more when it's a, I like, it's a threshold spirit. All right. (laughs) Later. Anyway, so, (laughs) so, (laughs) right now, I mean, we really should be putting... You know, you might get filmed up there. Because what would happen is, I remember, that we don't see this as much, because it's just, do you know what? Deliverance is such a part of the gospel. Can someone say amen? Amen. Otherwise, if you've got churches that don't believe in deliverance, pretty much services are like demon daycare. (laughs) Because you get people coming like this, people would like this. And you get some, you know, down there, like whether it was a Bill Zabritsky meeting or who remembers Bill Zabritsky, right? And all of a sudden you hear the noise and the camera's like, where's that coming from? Contorted features, zoom in, zero dignity. God forgives, but no one will forget, you know, and... (laughs) Isn't that the head deacon? Yes, he's deacon possessed. And so... (laughs) That's what it was like, this is Derek Prince crazy. And he had this testimony, where he had an incurable skin disease and he was serving in the British army and he was in the desert. And that because the heat was exacerbating this condition of his skin, it was exacerbating it. Shocking, right? And then he just, he got the, he started searching scripture and he found this scripture and it jumped out at me. And it says Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 to 23 says this, my son give attention to my words, incline your ear, which means to bend it, Inclined your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. I mean, you know. (laughs) It says what it says. If you wanna get the results, do what it says. It's prescriptive. Do not let them depart from your eyes. And not just that, keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. This is what's so interesting. People can be in the Word, but never find it. It's got to get in the heart. And, and, so so the, for they are life to those who find them, life. So you've got to get obsessed with the Word. You know, bronze serpent in the wilderness. Fix your gaze on this bronze serpent and you'll be healed from the, you know, whatever, you know, from the, from the venom. But we, could, we, just, we, want, we, we don't want to go through the process. If you get healed this way, you'll never lose it. You'll never lose it. We see great healings all the time, right? Healing rooms and testimonies and online stuff. And sometimes people go, they can get two days later, the enemy can you know, manifest a, a pain back in the bunion or whatever like this. And, and maybe I've lost my healing. You know, like, but when you get it this way, you'll never lose it. Because it's a permanent station. And not only that, uh, go, go back to that please. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. What's the next one? Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. Your heart, you got this is a really important one. It's very interesting because the whole thing is to keep it in front of you and it goes inside your heart. Did you know that you can close your heart to things and open your heart to things? Did you know that, that, that there is a science behind conditioning and programming people? It's called trauma. I remember I grew up as a kid in the 70s and in the 70s, ad nauseam was a genre of horror movies. And there's a guy called Peter Cushing. He looked like a skeleton. Christopher Lee. Dracula, Frankenstein, the mummy, the creature from the Black Lagoon, blah, blah, blah. And what happened is that what happened, it programmed a generation of young people in fear that disappeared. They're called Generation Xs. They did. And so, so tr- trauma, of fear because you, oh, something goes inside your gates and it sort of like, it messes you up. He says, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart out of flows the issues of life. So what we do, we get, we get wounded and injured and then we close our heart to God. Open, shut them, open, shut them. You know what I'm saying? We open to the wrong things and close to the wrong things. And so this is why we need to get the Word. We need to get the Word and we need to work it. It says, if you find it, it'll be health to your whole, all your flesh. And it says, do not let them depart from your eyes, incline your ear to what it's saying. This is, this is so cool. Because let God be true and every man a liar. This is where we, I want people to be so inspired to live in the word and put it in front of them. And so, what he did, he did this three times a day. Three times a day, he would go into and he would engage the Lord and it says, it says that uh, uh, it, it took it like medicine. this scripture like medicine. Three times a day. Oh, yeah. Oh, did he, you know, did, when he went to the conference, did they tell him the breakthrough would happen in a week and did it happen in a week? No. Six months. Three times a day he would praise God that he was healed. Six months. And this was a tormenting condition that would keep him from sleeping. And guess what? He got completely healed. See, see, it might not take six months for you, it might take less. But this is what's so exciting. The work of God is to believe, 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 is to believe in Jesus. The work of God is to believe that when Jesus says it is finished, He actually meant what He said. That is the work of God. This is, this is what's so cool about it. You have all that's happening with politics and different things. We can be you know, strategic and clever, fine. But if we don't believe, it's shuffling debt chairs in the Titanic. Same with all of this, what's going on in the world right now. We actually have to believe. It actually says in 1 Thessalonians 5 that God did not appoint us to wrath. No one has been sent here in Christ, that's been appointed for wrath. Can someone say amen to that? You know, and this is what's so cool about it. And so what I wanna do is I wanna drill down. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so the work is getting it in front of us until it gets inside of our heart. And so this is a station. It's not just believing for this and this and this and this. And uh, you, go, you go, oh, see, we just, we, uh, the, 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 the unbelief and the fear what say if I don't get the results, the results I want straight away? Do you know what? You're actually, you're building your house on the rock because when trials will come, they're coming. See, so this is actually part of living on the rock because you get people like, la-di-da, yeah, one day, I'll get, I'll really, really drill down one day. I'll just, la-di-da, and then. And you can't. <laughs> We, we are, we're living on felt need whereas God wants us to live by faith and to lay a hold of that invisible dimension so what I want to do is I want to finish with the way you get people going I'm really struggling with this faith stuff it's really like it it's, um, feels like crawling through barbed wire and broken glass because I'm laying a hold of it and, but I'm going through a battle and, a, and a, bit of a, a bit of a torment well what happens is that people get spiritual heart attacks that's what happens it, Jesus prayed for Peter. So Satan's trying to—he's petitioned the, uh, the Father to sift you like wheat. But I've prayed that your faith will not fail. And then when you've been strengthened, go and strengthen your brothers. Okay? So so faith can fail, but the only way to succeed is faith. And true faith never fails. To be honest, because people go, "I believe, I believe, I believe," and the heart's going, Pfft. and you've got to then discern. <laughs> You know, when someone goes, I believe. And you're like, well, wisdom's justified by our children. By their fruits, you should know them. So, so what I want to do is I want to get into the, into a real bedrock reality where you can't lose. Who wants to be in the Abraham camp where not only do you get the air and the promise that's in your heart, but you're also declared righteousness over your life. Who wants that? You yield to that. I'm going to show you how. Okay. Now I've got a book stand at the back here at 798. No, I'm kidding. I'm right. It just sort of felt like it lent itself for that, didn't it? Okay, I'll be doing autographs at the end. Right hand or forehead. Okay, so Psalm 37, four. Look at this. Delight yourself also in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. So the first thing is, I don't know if God even wants me to have this. Forget about it for a second and get into God. Get, it, get, get into God. He's, he's, what we can do, This is what's so cool. Is that everything... That you desire, I mean really desire. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Desire fulfilled as a tree of life. Everything you desire is in the place where God exists. You're not gonna be connecting with God and be barren. You're not gonna be connecting to God and you're gonna go without. You never will, you never will, you never will, ever. This is what's so cool. Uh, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God. Seek God Himself and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So we gotta get delivered of things so we can lay a hold of God. We exalt things above God. It's really important because what happens is that when you're unbelieving for this, unbelieving for that, there's nothing relational in it. We've devolved it into a formula because we're addicted to things. Now, prior to this, God said, Don't worry about your body, don't worry about what you wear, what you eat, blah, 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 blah. blah. You know, like these are things. He knows you need them. But what happens is that when you make it about the Lord Himself, it is not a quid pro quo. Everything you need exists in Him, but people. So Abraham wasn't necessarily walking around going, "Oh, I really want to be righteous. Oh, I want to be caught. Cool. I want to, all this, all this stuff I'm going through. I want it to be accounted to me as righteousness." He wasn't thinking that. He just wanted a kid, but God had pulled him onto that place, like where you are now. It's not like you're like, "Oh, I'm 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 off scroll per se." Is it take that, but actually make sure you exalt God over that, and you become God's friend. You know i never forget this. <clears throat> uh, uh, rarely a day I'm not engaging God. I have day, I've had moments where I'm completely smoked, exhausted. I'm like, eh, Elliot. You know, like, like, like I'm smoked. right? And, to, and, and I can see spiritual thoughts float, floating out there in the ether. I'm going, no. Nah. Right? <laughs> Been there. But what happens, we were, when we were in outpouring at the Dame Roman Mitchell Centre, we were, wow, we were an outpouring, but sometimes the tail was wagging the dog, because we're getting people driving down from Mildura to come to our services. Mildura, and they come to Golden Grove, right? Uh, but people lying everywhere, slain in the spirit in the car park, and like this. And I'm doing psychology. Got two young kids. Um, I think one one at this stage, like this. And I, re- I don't think I prayed or even thought about the Lord for about three or four days. I mean that. And then I'm like, oh God, get okay. leading worship and I, uh, me and Rachel pretty much shared the worship leading. And I remember getting up on stage like this and I was just, uh, no, in, in practice and I just started to engage the Lord. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? I miss you. God of the universe. He said, I miss you. It's not like he, His eye wasn't on me, but that's that connection of friendship. And what happens is when you put Him before things, You stay in the zone where you're emotionally nourished. I believe, I believe most people are called to be married. There are exceptions. But if you're not emotionally nourished, when you meet the right person, you could end up making wrong choices. Our finances as well. You know, sort of like, oh shit, he's gonna bless me and next thing you know, a mate you went to high school with, rings you up and you go, is this the same way? He goes, no, it's not called that anymore. <laughs> and you're gonna have to turn your church into a recruiting station. Okay? We've, I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands who started in that movie, but it's all too common. And so... And so you, you, you actually you actually put Him above it all, but you end up getting, not being just declared righteous, but you end up getting the promise, the heir. You get it all. And this is the heart of faith. Faith, God is not stingy. God is not stingy. But if you start to see how, how it's what your heart believes and the work is actually to believe. It's actually to believe. I'm gonna finish with this. John chapter 14. 21 to 24. John 14, 21 to 24. He, he, he has my word and keeps them. So that's Tereo, that's keeping the word in front of you. Remember, my son, incline your ears to my sayings, keep it in front of your eyes. Right, keep it in front of you. So here, Jesus is saying the same thing. It's not sort of like, oh, 10 commandments. You know, no, no, it's not saying that. Now remember Jesus said a new commandment, as I've loved you, love one another. But he has my word and keeps it, right, keeps it. It is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I'll love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will not manifest yourself to us? How is it that you'll manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. I mean, <laughs> I love you, Lord. But I don't wanna keep your word. Jesus gives the parameters. This is, like the Lord's clearly said, please indulge me in my uh, human framework here. It's like someone whose love language is time and what all you do is you give them gifts. Right? You know I love you. (laughs) He said, if you love me, you'll keep my word. That's that's the baseline. That's the baseline. You're looking at someone who used to hate reading. (laughs) Hate it. This would be a newspaper called The News. And it goes straight to the back page. You know, what was the footy? You know, where was Sturt? You know, and who, who got best on ground and blah, 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 blah. And he says, you must keep my word. Do you know how hard it was to make myself study, read and research? Took everything. But I realised if i was gonna be successful in the Spirit, I had to do this. It said, if, you, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. I'm gonna have to gloss over it for time, but I'll tell you what. So, so now, heaven is dwelling inside you. Every blessing you could conceive is on the inside. Everything, everything, everything. And so you're everything. And so this is just huge. And, and God, when God says, seek first kingdom of heaven and His righteousness and all these things will be added, God's not, you can't outgive God. So then it says here, and this, as a result of this, next verse, please. Uh, keep going which is, have I got the wrong one here? Before anything, oh, that's no, beforehand. Jesus says he, says, he said, whatever you ask in my name, I'll give to you, I'll give to you. So you've got to go into that place where, where you just ask and you believe. This is what he has for us. i tell you what, I told you, I told you we're gonna have Christmas lunch. <laughs> Sorry, <clears throat> for every year, every year. This is where God wants to get the Australian church. He wants the church having dreams and visions, getting intel, taking the mountains. But we have to overcome, overcome. If we think you think fear and unbelief are connected, I think laziness and unbelief are. Laziness comes out of fear. If you're not diligent, those who diligently seek Him. And this is what's so exciting. If you wanna rule and reign, I just don't think there's a middle ground in this season. I don't think there's a middle ground. You overcome or you'll be overcome. You'll overcome, or you'll be overcome. Nothing static. Waiting on God isn't a static thing. You're not sitting at a glory bus stop, okay? It's laying a hold of Him actively, and this is what's so cool. You go. The work. Look, I'm a soul winner. I love to be out street witnessing all that. I mean, it's not like I've got big going on, right? I'm going to do. We do some crusades and stuff like that. But I tell you what, my work is to believe. Yeah, he who wins souls is wise, and we disciple people. We pray for the sick. We do hospital visits. We do all the above. All the above. The work is to believe. You can change history if you believe. So you've got to see it like this. Let's just say that light switch wasn't in charge of just hydroelectric power, but nuclear power. Faith finds the switch. God manifests the power. You don't manifest the power. But the power's not coming unless you find the switch, and that's what faith does, and the switch is in here. Who thinks that's achievable? And you go, why am I striving for things in my life when the Lord says, Come to me in belief? Holy Ghost, put on the pads, please. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Grab your communion. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The mystery that's been hidden for ages and generations but it's now been revealed. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The mystery has been hidden for ages and generations. I have found that if you start speaking God's Word over your life, your heart will start to lay a hold of it. And can you imagine even experiencing the joy of the Holy Ghost at the same time? Did you know that if you focus on glass half full and the goodness of God, It might lead to you feel good, but that's still not the joy of the Lord. But what happens is that you're actually very close to finding the switch, very close. And I'll tell you what, once enough switches go on, Australia is changed. Australia is changed. Australia is changed and it needs changing. We have a government that is not tackling the problems that are facing the people that voted them in. We have a government now is following an agenda where they actually have to sell it to the people through the mode of gaslighting with the assistance of the media. And we can't sit around and whinge about it. We've actually got to be believers. We've actually got to believe that God is doing something about it through our faith as we're applying ourselves. I'm gonna pray for you guys that we have communion. Lord, I just thank You Thank You for the heart of Australia, heart of the Australian church. I thank You like never before this generation will be known as a heart that believes God, just like David did. A heart that believes God. I thank You, Lord, for the spirit of faith to overtake us on the inside and the sense of rejoicing and celebration. We thank You for quickening, quickening all the prophetic promises that You've already given us And we say yes and Amen and we celebrate like You're true and it's happened. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for an appetite for the Word. We thank You. This communion represents what You have already done. And as we lay a hold of that, not only are we manifesting blessings, these blessings overtake us. In Jesus' Name, Amen. happens after Christmas lunch. Some digesting to do. Seriously, if you have a look at what they've just passed, State Parliament regarding the Public Holiday Act, it shows you an intent. Church, we need to own stuff. This is our watch. Can someone say Amen? This is our watch. So I wanna encourage you guys, lay a hold of the Word like it is and we'll see what happens very, very shortly. I'm very, very excited. God bless you guys. Don't forget Tuesday night's our last for the year and we've only got two more Sundays after this.